0: As we come to reflect on those words, let's pray together. Lord, open our ears to hear, our minds to understand, and our hearts to embrace your words for us today, that through weak human words we may behold your living word, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. Well, Psalm 23, it's very familiar to us all, isn't it? I think it was voted perhaps the most popular Bible passage of all time. And it's often a passage that we choose when we stop to reflect on the challenges of life. We choose it at difficult moments. And why we do that is because, of course, it reminds us of the love and care of our God, the Good Shepherd. Now, every day I drive to school across the Ashdown Forest. And not every day, I don't do it at the weekends, but... um, There's a bit of the route where they let sheep reign free on the road. And sheep have a mind of their own. I suppose rather like us. There's always one sheep when they're crossing the road in front of you. Most of them carry on, but there's always one that finds it necessary to closely examine a half-crushed acorn in the middle of the road and then look up at you as if to say, and... If Jesus is our shepherd, that makes us a sheep. And I think we can associate with some of the things that this passage is all about. Sheep get things wrong and wander off from time to time and we need a good shepherd. Now, of course, it's interesting on the Ashdown Forest that you don't get to see the shepherd. The shepherd's quietly and happily in his house while the sheep run riot. But think about that image of a good shepherd for a moment. It's a fantastic image. The good shepherd and the shepherds in the time that Jesus was around and in the time that this psalmist prior to that was around were the ones that were there with their sheep. They were close at hand. They went everywhere. They lived with, they slept with, they ate with the sheep. And the sheep were precious to them. And the sheep trusted them. And that represents for us a beautiful intimate relationship. I was talking to a friend once and they'd visited the Holy Land where still you'll find shepherds and sheep in this way. And a group of shepherds from different places came together for their sheep to take water. And the sheep all got mixed up. And my friend thought, what's going to happen next? Well... The sheep know the voice of the shepherd, and uh, as the shepherd walked away, he called. And his particular sheep detached from the group and followed. They knew the shepherd. They recognised his voice. And the shepherd leads the sheep, of course, into green pastures, but not too much. You know, too much of a good thing is bad for us. Sheep, if you just give them green, green grass all the time, get ill. It ferments inside them, and then you have the problem of exploding sheep. I know that sounds terrible, but sometimes in our lives we don't know really what's good for us, do we? And we we persist in something, but the good shepherd provides just enough, just the right amount, not too much. Our God knows what's good for us. He leads us beside still waters. Well, that's a good thing. Sheep won't drink from fast-flowing rapids. They know that it's not safe, because if you think about it, if you're a sheep and you fall in the water, getting out is going to be extremely hard work, isn't it? Because the weight of water in that wool is going to make it virtually impossible. So he leads the sheep to the quiet place, the place where it is safe for them, and God is so concerned for our safety and well-being. It says, he refreshes my soul. He gives us living water, his spirit within us. And he leads us in right paths. Goes on to talk about the paths of righteousness. Because God knows the best way for each of us. And the sheep follow the shepherd in trust. And the way that Jesus leads us is the way of love. And that way may not be easy. If you've ever tried loving anybody... If you've ever tried showing love to others, it can be challenging. The way that God leads his sheep, the way that God leads us isn't an easy path. And of course we have a habit of wandering off, don't we? There's always one sheep that hasn't quite made it back from that patch of um, land that I talked about earlier. But the shepherd leads us home, leads us into his protection. We read about the valley of the shadow of death, the darkest valley. Life is full of tough times. Life is full of difficulties. Life is full of moments when sometimes we just can't see where things are going because it's so dark. But God promises to be with us through all of that. He promises that he won't leave us alone to face anything. And it's so often in those difficult times, perhaps when we face the loss of a loved one or other challenges, that we find God takes hold of our hand and leads us through the valley to the light which lies ahead. The psalmist wrote that the rod, his rod, the shepherd's rod and staff, comfort the sheep. Well, I brought them along this evening because uh, I quite like a visual aid. I walked through my school carrying this the other evening and a number of staff looked at me as if to say, have you found a new disciplinary method? But this is pretty much what the shepherd carried, his rod and his staff. His rod was a device used to fend off dangerous animals. Okay, If they came near the sheep, if the sheep were threatened, this is what he did. Gave a good bashing. They had to be pretty brave and tough people, to be honest, to be a shepherd. And he would have seen off the trouble. And then there's the staff. Now you've seen these. We're going to see some more of these, I'm sure, in the next few weeks, with nativity plays approaching. The shepherd's staff. And of course this reminds us, not just that our God protects us from evil... But actually when we do get into difficulty, the shepherd uses the staff to reach in, maybe into the thorn bush and grab hold of the sheep and pull it out to set it free from the things that would hold it. And also the shepherd would stand at the sheep pen and hold out their staff and as the sheep came under would count them in which is another beautiful illustration of the fact that each and every one of us matters to this loving God. He protects us, he saves us, and he loves each one of us dearly. And the psalmist goes on to talk about anointing our heads with oil. Your average shepherd in the time of Jesus, in the time of the psalmist before him, would have carried two things in their bag. A bottle of Or jar of vinegar. This is cider vinegar, by the way. Apparently I'm supposed to have a spoon of it a day. I'm not sure why, but there we go. And a bottle of olive oil. If the sheep were injured, the vinegar was used to cleanse the wound. And the oil was used to cover it, to seal it, to protect it from further infection. Just as our God cleanses us from sin and makes us whole again. But also, the oil was used in a different way, and this is where the idea of anointing comes from. Normally when we hear of anointing, it's for blessing. The king or the queen at their um, um, coronation is anointed with oil. People are anointed with oil when they're baptised in some traditions, and they're anointed with oil when they're sick. But for the sheep, the shepherd would take the oil and place it into the palm of their hand and then very lovingly, gently to the sheep, rest their hand on the front of the sheep's head and stroke it backwards and stick all the hair together on the top of their head with oil. And it protected them from the sun. It was like putting a sun hat on your sheep. Just as our God protects us. Sometimes in life we think, does God do that? Does God protect us? We're facing these difficult times. We're facing these difficult things. And yet, through it all, God remains beside us, supporting us and encouraging us. And he will ultimately set us free and give us freedom if we follow him, our shepherd. Last couple of things the psalmist writes. My cup overflows. Well, that's a quite a sort of generous sounding thing, isn't it? A, f- a cup that overflows. Have you ever had somebody pour you a glass of wine and say, say when? And you might not be tempted to say when too soon. But actually, the shepherd that this psalmist's is writing about and the shepherd that Jesus would have referred to, carried with them A wooden box, not as big and heavy as this, but it was called the shepherd's cup. And if the shepherd came to a place where there was not still waters which it was safe for the sheep to drink from, would fill the box with water and stand it nearby so the sheep could still have their needs met even in situations where it seemed unsafe and unlikely. All this speaks to us of a loving and intimately loving God who has us in his hands and loves us. And the psalmist concludes, I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. The promise of the shepherd to his sheep, the promise to those who love the Lord, is to dwell in his sheepfold. When we follow the shepherd, he leads us home. And he then becomes the door himself. The shepherd would lay down across the entrance to the sheepfold. So that none other could come in and harm the sheep. What a beautiful picture and a great blessing that at times when we may find life most challenging, and even when we find life good, that we have a good shepherd who cares for us, his flock. Amen.